Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a podcast from The Bugle. Quiet footsteps echo in the parking garage. Outside, the wind howls and the rain rains, but we're underground here, navigating by letters and colours. There's no reception on your phone. You check as you duck behind the car and grab for your gun. The last thing you want is for a sext to ruin a gunfight. The five mobster types in dark glasses are trying to be quiet, but they've spent too much money on steroids and not enough money on their dark suits, so their thighs rustle loudly as they try to sneak. You smile grimly and check the 14 knives you have stowed in various points around your own stealthy cashmere blend catsuit. There's not enough discussion of classism in the assassin slash super spy game, but there should be. You know one promising graduate from a rough neighbourhood who blew a whole mission and his cover as a duke because he didn't know how to handle a fish night during a banquet slash kidnapping. Suddenly a car door slams on the floor above. What's happening? There's no one meant to be in this parking garage at this hour. Even the Fast and Furious gang promised not to blow up any nearby skyscrapers. The incredibly distinctive sound of a custom engine splits the night. The mobsters flinch. You put your forehead gently against the side of the Kia you chose for cover. The last thing you needed. It's... The Gargle. Welcome to The Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world. I am your host, Alice Fraser, bringing you all of the news and, oh, thank f- this week, none of the politics. Your guest hosts for this week's edition of the magazine are Kai Samra and Alison Spittle. Welcome. Pew, 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 pew. Hello, my only beacon of hope this week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, it was brutal writing for the news quiz this week. Kai, how you going? I'm good. Like yourself, I'm just trying not to look at the news, trying to protect my own mental health, so this is nice. I just need this. This is what I need. Yeah, this is this is a guaranteed news sans politics zone. But before we take hands and uh, leap into this week's top stories, uh, let's have a look at the front cover this week. 
the front cover of the magazine this week is Pamela Anderson wearing no makeup at a fashion week, uh, oh just wearing clothes, causing great controversy among the face-having community uh, who'd never been able to reconcile themselves with the fact that they have a face. Uh, there's some people who are saying this is revolutionary feminism. Some people are saying it's not fair of her to not wear makeup uh, because she can get away with not wearing makeup. She's Pamela f- Anderson. Uh, <laughs> any feelings on this, Kai? Um, I'm all for her. I actually love Pamela Anderson. I watched this documentary. I'm all f- it was kind of before my time, but then, yeah, she's she's an incredible person. I watched the, the uh, Ruby Wax interview with her, and she was talking about Carl Jung and like ha- reciting Hamlet, and I was like, I love her now. So yeah, I'm all for Pamela Anderson. I'm a number one fan right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alison? I love Pamela Anderson and the whole no makeup thing. I remember I did an interview with someone and... Uh, I read the interview and it said that Alison Spittle comes in makeupless, and I was like, "Yeah, that's just my face. Like, I do wear makeup, uh, and I don't wear makeup, and I don't like thinking about the choices I make for either time. Do you know what I mean? It's like it just feels. I know exactly what weird. you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the uh, says Kai like, Samra, king of contouring. Rude. <laughs> to be fair, I do. You know when you go like do TV stuff and they do the makeup. That's like the first time I've ever had that applied. I love it. I love people touching my face. That sounds bad. But it, I actually, love, it's just no, I love massaging. that too. It does it's feel like so a little nice. massage by little fairies that are made of brushes. That like you're like Snow White and getting ready. And it's been the contouring thing though. I'm kind of glad that's going. Because you would just draw. It, it was like you, you would draw like a Halloween mask on your own face. To yeah, try and yeah. look like a Kardashian. And it just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was a weird time. Do you remember the eyebrows thing where eyebrows were a thing? Oh my gosh. The amount of like, I've lived through decades where we weren't allowed eyebrows. Then it's like very thin eyebrows and now it's as bushy as possible. And now we have to, not we, but like the fashion is, they're called soap brows, which is where you brush your brows. When I brush my brows, I look like my old head teacher. Uh, you know what I mean it's not it does not look good at all yeah it sort of looks like your eyebrows are surprised surprisedly pointing upwards like somebody's uh, put you in front of a wind tunnel or farted very aggressively in your face Uh, oh my god so someone fired at well not at me this week uh, this week I got I got a in a taxi and the guy evidently farted like and it was it was enveloping the whole and I was trying to be polite but um, it was, there was a, such a nice bit of kindness from him because he, he he farted and then he smelled it himself and then he blew the wi- he took the window down, so I didn't have to do it out of you know I didn't have to make him feel weird about it. He farted, he assessed the situation, and he got in a breeze and it was beautiful. I felt I felt, I felt looked after. <laughs> Not to name names, but there's a lady in one of my WhatsApp mother's groups uh, who, uh, I don't know if you know this, pregnancy can in- induce some pretty foul-smelling gases. Uh, and she she is also, at the moment, uh, having some uh, morning sickness. So she farted so badly that she threw up. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow, that's like the ultimate. That's like... <laughs> like, at the, threw up at the smell or just the vibration? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just okay. a disruptive vibration. Uh, and the satirical cartoon this week is that thing uh, where you're having an argument and someone says they'll change their mind if you give them proof and you give them proof and they say that proof can't be trusted. Uh, that's the satirical cartoon for this week. 
In climate crisis news now, this is the news that the climate crisis is going to make beer taste worse. Uh, that's that's the news. That's the breaking news for me. As somebody who's never drunk beer, it already smells like off bread. I do not understand how it could possibly taste worse. Uh, but I'm going to throw to Kai Samra. Uh, can you explain what's going to happen in this story? So this is the story about how hops in major beer produced in European countries like Germany, Czech Republic and Slovenia are ripening early yet producing less since 1994, which will be particularly alarming for IPA and craft beer lovers of the world as they'll be starting to lose their critical bitter component. Um, Now I'm going to be honest, like a lot of people, the climate crisis is depressing me a lot. It's difficult to find hope, it's difficult to find a silver lining. However, if global warming causes the shutdown of every brew dog in the country, I will be absolutely fine with that. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm sure there'll be like, <laughs> there'll be less polar bears, but also much less tattooed, privately educated Mumford and Son looking pricks in my high school, which can only be a good thing. Um, I mean, did you say you don't? Did you say you don't drink beer? Um, I don't drink at all. Sorry. Okay, okay, because I'm not a massive beer connoisseur. I don't know about you, Alison. Like, like, genuinely, my favourite beer in the world. Like, this is genuinely true. I'm not trying to be, like, edgy. But my favourite, favourite, favourite beer in the world is, like, a really warm, flat can of Foster's. Genuinely. Wow. That is my favourite. Because, like, people would drink beer and be like, oh, it evokes citrus, fruity hops. And, like, I don't want... I feel like I want to drink a beer. I want it to be like, oh, this evokes being a teenager, getting hammered in a park, listening to early Arctic Monkeys. Like, that's what I want to drink. That's what I get when I drink Foster's. It's basically like my child. It's basically like my rosebud. It's basically what I know, a warm, flat. So an edgy beer can, can kiss it, I'm afraid. Warm, flat Foster's, though. You're going to have a great time at a festival. Like I know, that's what it reminds me of. Wrong for you. Yeah. I know, it's like pure psychosomatic. Every time I have it, I'm like, it just reminds me of good times. It's great. Someone... Someone once told me that the pH of beer is the same uh, pH as a healthy vagina and that that's why uh, young <laughs> young straight men try so hard to acquire the taste. Was that a chat line? Did some guy I felt like this was a big it? trap for me. Just as soon as I say my thing, you're like, I want a warm, flat beer. Well, that's exactly what you thought. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like my vaginas like I like my beer. Warm, warm and, and preferably in a tent. <laughs> your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy are you a millennial manager frustrated with your gen z employees do you find them unprofessional and incapable of writing an email properly and showing you the level of respect you've come to deserve try calming down and remembering that this is what getting old feels like Yes, unlike the olden days when you could know ageing through the passage of milestones like home buying, children, wrinkles, pay raises and respect, now with retinols and late stage capitalism you will know only the passing of time by your creaking knees, more of your friends dying and your ever-growing urge to say, kids these days. Embrace the beauty of ageing by realising you don't know the new celebrities and nobody does and the fragmentation of media means nobody ever will again. Taylor Swift fans aren't young anymore. Good night, sweet prince. This ad brought to you by Reality. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mechanised Exoskeletons. Have you ever wanted to be the coolest kind of snail? A weaponized murder snail? Well, they've made breeding those illegal now, so the next best thing is the Exodrone 5000. Halfway between the newest exercise equipment and the thing they'll drill into your spine to make you into a ruthless super soldier, the Exodrone 5000 will improve your body and change your personality in ways you won't recognise and definitely can't control. The Exodrone 5000. Sign away your rights to get one today. (laughs) 
And some days it's hard to believe in an all-knowing, all-loving God. In the face of chaos and horror and cascading domino effects of rage and groupthink and righteous vengeance and unrighteous vengeance, it can be hard to look up at the sky and think, I think there's something behind that cumulonimbus cloud that gives a shit. Why not try believing in something you can touch, something you can taste, something that isn't as hard to swallow as mysterious ways? Try half a glass of water. Something you can believe in. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And now it's time for Hacker News. Quick, get on your ankle-length pleather coats and leap into this story of Hacker News that hackers are selling the data of millions of people that has been lifted from 23andMe's genetic database. Alison Spittle, you're a genetically engineered super soldier. Can you unpack this story for us? Yeah, so this is a a data leak um, where um, half the total number of users on 23andMe's platform, there's uh, there's been passwords leaked and also so much private information, like the information that you have to give to 23andMe is uh, crazy. So, um, yeah, there's basically a lot of information about a lot of people out in the world uh, that's, what well, I suppose, up for sale and going to be used for bad things. But, like, my, my sister has done 23andMe, and the only thing that we found out was that we're, like, 43% Welsh, and uh, I would love for uh, that to be used in crime. I don't know how it can be used in crime, but I'm. Uh, do you know what? If they if they want to create crime with the knowledge that my family are are forty three percent Welsh, let them at it, mate. They deserve they deserve to get away with whatever crimes they're doing. Kai, yeah, I, don't, I was thinking like, does it really matter if people because uh, people kind of got people's ethnicity and stuff, and like now, like because basically I'm a British Indian, like in a sense, born in Britain ethnically Indian and like growing up I was always very proud of that but when you think of those two countries politically at the moment it's a little bit icky you know it's like mm. Britain mm, India double mm. you know, I feel like it's kind of like telling people oh, I was born a Tory but I'm ethnically Slytherin we're kind of evil now <laughs> and I kind of want to keep it on the lowdown I don't want to be shouting out about it um, but yeah I don't know I feel like a bit a big because yeah one of the biggest things was the ethnicity I think people were kind of selling data on the dark web about people being Jewish and stuff like that. And I think 
a big onus is put on ethnicity. And I feel like I do that as well. Like, I remember when I was growing up, you used to always be like, there needs to be more British Indians in politics. And now we've got loads, but they're all pricks. And it's bad. <laughs> and I'm like, we need more white straight men like Jeremy Corbyn and Mick Lynch. I'm like, <laughs> completely the opposite. Yeah, it's kind That's of bad. Yeah, it has a, a nasty flavour, this leak, because uh, a hacker leaked. I mean, the, one of the first leaks that came out was what they said was one million lines of data for Ashkenazi Jewish people, which is always going to set up the hackles of Ashkenazi Jewish people. And it, just as an interesting note, if anyone wants to know uh, how many Ashkenazi Jewish people are around, try saying Ashkenazi Jewish people uh, in a crowded <laughs> room and seeing who starts looking for their go bag. Uh <sighs> It's weird, Alison, you said you were, uh, I'm guessing you're Irish, right? But you're 43% yes. well. Because my, this is genuinely true, my best friend's Irish and he's got a Welsh flag tattooed on him. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't realise you were Welsh. And he genuinely goes, uh, like, I'm not Welsh. And I was like, why have you got a Welsh flag tattooed on you? And he genuinely was just like, I just like the dragon. Wow. And I was like, why did, and I was like, why don't you just get the dragon tattooed on you? He goes, yeah, I could have, but that'd just be weird. I was like, you're right, that would be very weird. <laughs> but true story. And also, like, yeah. isn't, there, but now, isn't there, like, so many other countries that have dragons on it that it could have picked from? Now, if you fight someone with an English dragon on it, then King Arthur will be reborn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad has got um, St. George fighting a dragon on his arm after really? the divorce. Um. <laughs> or a, violent, a violent in England. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. That's fine. I remember he always used to call me a prod and I never knew what it meant. And it was like, I had to urban dictionary it. And then like, it basically was like, oh, this is a, a racial term that Irish people say to British people. And I was like, he used to do it as an insult, but he used to always make me quite proud because it was like the first time in my entire life someone had ever been racist to me for being English. And I was just like, look how far <laughs> I've come. Like, <laughs> um, that was a nice thing. Progress. Yes, absolute <laughs> nice progress. And now it's time for your reviews. As we know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Uh, Kai, what have you brought in for us this week? So I am going to review Weddings Abroad. So my mate just got married in Italy last week, so we all went down. And uh, it's weird, because I never went travelling a lot as a kid. And in England, when you, like, you grow up thinking England's the best country in the world to live in, and then you go a little <laughs> bit older and you go to, like, France and Spain and, like, Italy, and you realise that is such bollocks. Like, they are, like, loving life. And, uh, yeah, basically, I don't know much Italian, but all my friends, all my Italian friends used to go, porco dio. Like, that was, like, a little phrase they used to say all the time. And um, I was just always, like, used to pick that up. So I said that a lot in Italy. And uh, everyone got really offended. And then somebody came up to me and was like, you can get arrested for saying that. And I was like, what's it mean? And apparently it means God is a pig. And I was just going around <laughs> saying that. Because that's like a phrase that Italian people say, but like you're not allowed to say it if you're like not Italian or something. It's like crazy. But the wedding was very nice. Um, the mafia came. We had like an ABBA wedding disco. ABBA was on. Oh yeah, uh, the, like mafia the mafia love came. ABBA. Yeah. Yeah. Then as soon as SOS came, they were like, "We're going down." And then it was kind of funny because it was like all the young people were very little, so left wing and liberal. All the older people. There was like a big contingency of like white men who worked for the Met who were like 50s and stuff so that was very interesting uh, but I basically just uh, just ate a lot of bread cheese and wine and I think I've got gout now so but apart from that it was great 
and I'll give it a four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five stars for Weddings yeah. Abroad. Alison Spittle, what have you brought in for us today? So, it is a new album out this week, but this is a sincere uh, review. Uh, this is Seema. Uh, she got a new album out this week called Crazy Mad for Me, and I love it. It's got songs called like Vincent Company, which is uh, based on, I think he's a Belgian football manager who was bald. And she's comparing uh, his head to her heart. And uh, there's loads of incredible songs on it. Seema is a brilliant artist. And uh, she's at like number 13 in the UK charts now. And uh, download it wherever you can legally download stuff. Um, And she's got a song called Such a Miranda, which is about being the Miranda in Sex and the City. Like, uh, <laughs> I genuinely love this woman so much. Oh, and this is the most Irish sounding, um, she is Irish. Uh, this is the most Irish sounding uh, song title ever. It's um, I Hate Who I Am When I'm Horny, which uh, should be on my grave's, grave. Uh, but yeah, it's a very Irish thing. So I'm going to give it five out of five. Five out of five to see Matt. Kira Mary Alice Thompson. Uh, I sound like such a stam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bring in a review this week, and the review that I'm bringing is for Toddler Jetlag, brought to you by the last three nights of Toddler Jetlag, where my my small child, Laser Fraser, woke up at midnight and stayed awake until 3 a.m. last night, specifically asking me, why is the sky sleeping with just utter indignant outrage? And then I have to explain that the combination of her mother's career ambitions and the failing NHS means that you're being dragged to the opposite side of the earth and you're used to the sun being on and you're not wrong to be awake, but I'm still going to be angry about it. Two and a half stars. (laughs) Puking news now. Uh, This is the news about tactical puking attacks. This is one of those stories that sort of seems to come round uh, again and again in in the news cycle. But the possibility of planting real world objects in digital in soldiers' digital fields of view in these ages of new kind of model displays where they're showing a kind of a digital screen that you could hack into that screen, disorient the soldiers, and make them throw up. Kai Samurai, you're a super soldier. Can you unpack this story for us? I am. So this is the story about how DARPA, which is the US Army's top research and development arm, are concerned about tactical puking attacks. Um, They're reportedly exploring ways to defend army soldiers against cognitive attacks that could result in them puking under their HoloLens mixed reality headsets. Future wars, it seems, will be fought with guts in more ways than one. Enemies uh, could plant real-world objects in a soldier's digital field of view to confuse them and then overwhelm displays with, like, planted objects and, like, tap into their goggles and, like, spy on their eye-tracking movements. And they could also potentially flood a soldier's headset with garbage data in order to increase latency and induce physical illness. And I kind of like this story. Like, I love how now, like, wars have essentially the same health and safety concerns of, like, a Friday night in Tiger Tiger. Like, you can essentially do whatever you want, just don't vom on the floor, because that would be horrific. <laughs> the only way your guts are coming up, soldier, are through the front, the traditional way, if you get shot in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's just embarrassing. I know. Also, like, I kind of... I don't know, if you're used to war and you're seeing war, what could you possibly see that could induce vom more than that? Do you know what I mean? Oh, I it know. could be like, well, I, I get sick quite a lot 
when I think of um, I'm going to try and explain it in a way that doesn't make me sick because I've done this before I've made myself <laughs> sick talking about it but I used to watch Tarot on TV and this man want uh wait oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> I'm going to talk quickly. I'm going to look away. There was a German TV show, right? And, uh, sorry. (laughs) And this man goes, would you drink this milk for five Deutschmarks? And the guy's like, yeah. And this is in the mid nineties. And instead of, instead of opening the milk, he cut it in half and it was solid. And it was so, it was so, uh, we're done. We're done. Very sour milk. But anyway, I would I would not be good in a war, especially if they had sour milk. I would. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologise, Alison. That was a glorious piece of cheese news. The only thing I could think of that's made me bomb is I saw the Pretty Patel Nigel Farage doing karaoke together, oh, doing Frankie yeah. Valley's, and that on the like some sort of party, and I was like, "What were they singing? Like, can't take my eyes off you or something?" And I was like. That was like vomit inducing, not quite like sour milk, but I had a little bit in the back of my throat. But it also reminds me when I remember like being a disc, like year six discos, vomiting was a big thing at my school. Like kids vom, and then they banned Panda Pops and Space Invaders, and that kind of like sorted out the problems. Maybe they could do that in wars with well, an equivalent. Like a vom attack as well. It feels like I was at a wedding in uh, Madrid there about a month ago. And I went into the toilet, and this is after like 48 hours of just eating the richest food and a free bar. And I could smell that someone had vomited in there earlier, but couldn't see any evidence of it, just knew that it happened. But there was something apart, there was a part of me that goes, wow, what a great adult. Like they knew they've had too much, they went for a tactical vom, and now <laughs> they're ready for the rest of the day. Like there is, there is such thing as tactical vomits. Where you yeah. just you know you you know you're holding up too much and then you I mean it sounds horribly Roman, it sounds like the vomitorium <laughs> kind of thing. I, I genuinely felt like maybe we as a society have gone too far. That someone <laughs> someone has eaten too much food and drank too much drink and they're like I have to physically make myself sick in order to really get get the most from today. You know. Well, uh, I mean, Alison, you were you're ahead of the game. All you need to think about is that sour milk story. Oh my god! And when you were saying about Pretty Patel and Nigel Farage and the sour milk, I'm like, I know who I'd rather have governing me. That'll be sour <laughs> milk all the time. Well, at the moment, it seems like a, a lot of the people in politics are just sour grapes. Hit the politics <laughs> bell, Ped. I didn't say a party. I didn't say a party. <laughs> And now it's time for awkward therapy news. Uh, This is the news that uh, therapy is about to get um, incredibly awkward, at least uh, according to Simple Practice, a company that offers a telehealth platform. Uh, Alison Spittle, you've made therapy awkward before. Can you unpack this story for us? Oh, have I? So this is a company um, that that do like... uh... Oh, sorry there. I feel a bit nauseous. Wait two seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the company. Sorry. No, it's my fault. I brought it up. I brought up. Uh, you know, don't bring it up again. No, no. My flatmates used to describe sour milk to me at house parties, so I'd vomit as a like party piece, which was not fun. And um, so this is. <laughs> So this is 
so much I went to therapy for, so this is good. Uh, so this is about like um, people video calling for therapy and that there are uses within the Apple within the Apple apps that give like weird like that you can use reactions and emojis and stuff, which is not good uh, during a therapy session. Like you can have virtual fireworks as well and heart emojis. And uh, I think that just goes a bit too far within therapy. I've been to therapy lots of times and uh, I, I, I already overanalyzed the reaction of the person that's listening to me anyway do you know what i mean like sometimes i'm like oh she uh she looked at me and then wrote in her book that must mean i'm quite mentally ill but if she uses <laughs> firework emojis i'm gone i need to get sectioned you know <laughs> it feels like a thing where there needs to be quite a subtle etiquette developed about what appropriate emojis uh for therapy are and that we yeah. are ne- necessarily going to be the front frontline soldiers in that process of figuring out what is totally unacceptable in a therapy context in the emoji front uh kai yeah i also what is this app where you can just do mannerisms and an emoji will just appear i want that app i I don't want to know what you'd have to do for like an eggplant to like come up or what other like mannerisms you'd have to do for any other type of emoji but it's um yeah it's bad like I had a meeting recently and someone just straight off the bat just said to me, you should go to therapy. And I was like, oh, how do you know that I don't? And they were like, I can just tell. And I was like, oh my God. So I want to do it. But Were they right? I, uh, a little bit, probably. But then also, I feel like most of my problems come with uh, like are as a result of a lack of money. And I can't, uh, can't just find paid 100 quid a session to hear that. It'll make me more depressed paying that. So, <laughs> do you know what so I do to save money? It's like, talk to my friends who can afford therapy and try and ascertain <laughs> what I can gain from what they've <laughs> what they've learned by paying 100 quid a week you know so this is what artificial intelligence is being used for now is to analyze video footage and throw up emojis uh, mm. on the video in the context of a video call reacting to the things that you're doing with your face and hands that the other person can see why does it need to do that the question I'm asking is why can't, I mean, unless you're somebody who finds it very hard to read emotions, in which case you have to be worse at reading emotions than, than an artificial intelligence. Mm. It feels like this is at best redundant and uh, at worst the way to see an eggplant emoji badly superimposed over a naked penis on a video call. <laughs> <laughs> And that brings us to the end of the show. I'm flipping through the ad section at the back. Kai, Samra, have you got anything to plug? Um, I am doing a... Just just, get, just go on my website. I've got live dates. I can't remember them off the top of my head. Just kaisamra.com. You can see all my live dates there. Alison, have you got anything to plug? I have a tour. So my yeah. tour is soup. Uh, tickets are available today. You can go to my website, Alison Spittle. I'm going to Brighton, I'm going to Manchester, I'm going to Birmingham, I'm going to Glasgow, Edinburgh, all of the places. I'm going to a place called Leek and Pocklington, which I've never been to before. So if you're there, please come along. It's going to be good fun it's, uh, at alisonspittle.com or my Instagram at alisonspittle. 
uh, sit in the audience for both of these acts. I guarantee the lols. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to tell us the stories that you think should be on the gargle, tweet us or x us at hello gargglers or blue sky us or blue ski us on the gargle.bluesky.social. I don't know how to pronounce it. I've, I've heard it Bluesky, I've heard it Blue Sky, I've heard it John Belushi. Why don't you write in to us on that app and tell us how to pronounce it and what it is that we're doing on it when we do anything. Uh, like and subscribe or the local app equivalents to whatever that is called. Uh, if you'd like to hit us up on the marginally less toxic platform, it seems to be for now until more people arrive with their shit. Uh, join Team Bugle to keep the gargle alive and thriving. Go to thebuglepodcast.com slash donate for one-off donations or to become a Team Bugler and get bonus perks, including an exclusive Ask Andy podcast where you can ask Andy questions and he will give you, I almost guarantee, terrible advice. Uh, you can follow that there at uh, thebuglepodcast.com slash donate. If you'd like to support the Dancy Lagarde book, go to unbound.com and type in Alice Fraser. Or, given the relaunch of the television show Frasier, which has ruined a generation's ability to spell my name correctly, head over <laughs> to thebuglepodcast.com uh, and look it up. All of the details are there if you would like to buy somebody a Christmas present that is the Dancy Lagarde reader, as currently completed in its writing um, by me. I'm Alice Fraser. You can find me online at patreon.com slash Fraser, where I do a weekly writers meeting that you can join for, at the moment, a dollar a month. Uh, and this is a Bugle Podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories, and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com